0: Blog Talk Radio
1: in between. Live from Los Angeles, California, welcome to the Paranormal and the Sacred Radio Show with your host, Shaw McCain.
2: Hi everybody, I'm your host, Shaw McCain. I'd like to welcome listeners to the Paranormal and the Sacred Radio Show. My show was created to provide an open-minded platform that welcomes gifted and extraordinary thinkers from every walk of life and circumstances. Please follow The Paranormal and Sacred on Facebook for upcoming events and special speakers from around the world. We're very proud to say we're translating to many different languages of the country. The call in number tonight is 619 924 9744, and The Paranormal and Sacred airs every Friday night, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. During the show, I can answer your questions in order in chat, or you may call in with your questions, speak with a special guest these killers in chat and I will track you down and crush you, so don't bother me. Anyway. You know, I have a friend, Melinda Leslie, uh, doing this, the uh, most amazing unit for, and she's using generated technology, and, and uh, taking people out on the nights, and... Uh, She's saying, she's going to take you out and everybody will have your goggles. And she said, uh, kids under 14 are free and exciting sightings and everything else. And also I want to let you know about Ciro International, the support group for meeting for uh, strange experiences uh in Yvonne Smith. Anybody there? Uh, can speak in August twenty eighth twenty ninth and the W W speak at what Anyway, let's see. And I'm so- and she is has- a Beautiful blessing mist for meditation and healing. And it's calming thing you know, it's called Love's Blessing. And I keep one in my purse and I spray the, my back my neck throughout the day. And it smells
1: so soft
2: incense. So to get yours, go see Marilyn at ohihealer at com, or you can go to the website now you know about what I'm talking about at Okay, one more thing before we get our special guest on. Uh, You know, I just got my copy hot off the presses of True Haunting 2, Edwin Becker's new book. And it's the follow-up from the True Haunting 1. Uh, This is his wife's side of the story. And I'm already well into the book, and it's actually excellent. So I want to thank Edwin and Marsha for sending me a copy. I love it. And after I'm done, I'll be able to get a review. And I'll also have them on as guests to talk about their book. And now I want to introduce tonight's guest, uh, a very uh, wonderful person. She's a gifted psychic, Echo Bodine, and she's known nationally as a ghostbuster who helped promote the movie Ghost. If you remember that wonderful movie, I've seen it 100 times. Anyway, she's a healer who wrote the books Hands That Heal and Passion to Heal. But Echo Bodine, she does more than that. She's actually uh, a healer and uh, a gifted psychic, and she's a teacher and runs all these wonderful groups is Dr. Hinton and one she first discovered her abilities were actually at the age of seventeen, uh, very young. And she's also known for coming from a psychic family. So uh, she's also been her own radio host and uh she's written many books and she has a, a wonderful website too. So at this point I'm gonna welcome her on so she can tell us herself. And is, this is, you're live with the Paranormal Sacred. Is that Echo?
3: Hi, Char. Hi, yes, Echo.
2: Hi, Char.
3: Oh, my <laughs> gosh.
2: You're on, live. Yay! Uh, hi, everybody. Yay! <laughs> and everybody's <laughs> listening, because I already have people listening on their phones, because, you know, they can actually even call in and just listen on the phone. And that's oh. how I got... Uh, uh, actually acquainted with this show format as I was listening to people and I would just go shopping and, you know, have my phone on and listen while I was in the cart with my earbud. And it's it's really wonderful. And, you know, we're so fortunate to have you on because um, you, uh, you know, a very unique person. You have so many gifts and you, you're actually reaching out in such a big way. I just want to commend you On your, you you have a gentle, scholarly approach to things that that I really appreciate. Well, what a nice thing to say. Thank you very much. Thank you. You're very welcome. So, um, Echo, and I also love your name. And I'm Emma. I don't know if yours is your given name at birth. Yes, it was. uh, Yes. Okay. So that was kind of unusual of your parents because, you know, Echo is uh, actually a Greek myth, a story and yep. uh and your parents were aware of this
3: you know what the way it happened was my mom grew up with a girl named echo and she just thought it was a really cool name so uh she decided that that uh she that was what she was going to name her first daughter and then my dad and this is before she even met my dad he had read a story uh when he was in college about a girl named echo and so he decided that he wanted to name his first daughter Echo. And then they meet each other, and along I come, and Char, what's interesting is that mom said that um, after I was born, the nurse came in and said, "You know, what do you name this child? And mom mom said Echo Lee Bodine, and the nurse said, oh no, you don't, that's terrible. Um, she'll be kidded for the rest of her life. And the nurse said, I'm gonna go out and I'm going to give you a few minutes, and then I'm going to come back, and you're going to give me a normal name for this child. And my mom said, uh, "Excuse me, she's my baby," and she said, "And that's the name I'm going to give her." And uh, she said the nurse was very upset at her for giving me that name. Isn't that
2: interesting? Wow! Very no. Interesting. The I mean, the bacon even the was was already there. You know, what I mean? you know how we have that critical voice biting at our heels? It was already there at your birth trying to change your name. Wow. Yeah, I know. Isn't that
3: something that they can actually kind of say somebody? I know. I, I was kind of surprised when she told me that. I'm but surprised anyway, too. yeah, that's where the name came from, sweetie, is that she grew up with a girl named Echo, and they, and they both just really liked it. So here I am.
2: I love it. I Thank love you. it because it's a it's a very meaningful story too, and I've actually uh, read it and studied it and used it in my my practice uh, before. Just the whole, you know, I'm sure you've read on it and everything else. So a lot of the the Greek things or uh, myths and all that are actually teaching us stories about our inner self and everything. So it's a very deep name, and I really appreciate it. When so I saw I went, "I'm just wondering, she gave that to herself." So you got an even extraordinary story. So. I want to know how um, you started your life as a psychic, but I understand your family is psychic, especially your brother and sister. Yes,
3: both my brother uh, Michael and my sister Nikki are psychics. My sister Nikki is her her specialty is more uh, mediumship. She communicates with the deceased, and uh, Michael he's he you know, he can pretty much read just about anything. He doesn't like to um, work with the deceased. He, I don't know why it just he says, No, I just I want to work with the living. And uh whereas Nikki, she wants to work with the deceased. So it works out just fine. Because if, if we get a client that wants to talk to their deceased loved ones, we can refer them to my sister. And our mom was also very, very psychic. And, um my nieces are psychic. And uh, yeah, it definitely runs in the family. And you know, Char, what's nice about that is most of the psychics that I know, are the only one in their family, or, you know, they'll, they've heard maybe about some crazy aunt that everybody said was kind of weird, you know, but um, I feel bad for my psychic friends, because they don't have, you know, I can call my brother, Michael, at one o'clock in the morning, because he and I are both night owls, and just say, "Okay, I just had this really weird experience, and what do you think it is?" or my sister can call me and say, "You know, I talked to this one deceased lady today, and she was very difficult to communicate with, and I feel really bad for the client and um you know it's it's really nice to be able to talk to somebody about work, you know it's I mean, gosh, well, you know
2: you oh, yes. know." That support rather than uh, people shutting you down and, uh, you know, to actually get feedback from people is so important in your personal growth. Yeah, it is. uh, just be able to be yourself and just talk, you know, and this is not encouraged. In most families, uh, even to this day, you know, people are still, you know, some people are still in in the dark ages, even though so many profound new uh, science, um, like then now we know many dimensions that there are other worlds and we have pictures of of uh, millions and millions of universes and you know everything's opened up to us and mm-hmm. uh we still have people that have their head in the sounds it's just like ostriches they just are just going to be who they are and you're not going to be able to move them to see anything mm-hmm. else mm-hmm. what do That's you right. contribute that to what do you what do you think people that are oh, don't want to hear the psychic and the spirituality thing. They're not, you know, they're really uh, skeptics or critics yeah, or whatever you want to call them.
3: Yeah. You know, uh, what I think it's about is that their religion has taught them that this is wrong. This is, you know, satanic or uh, evil somehow. And instead of investigating it themselves, they just, accept whatever they're, they've been taught in their religion, and they stay stuck right there. And, um, and I think that a psychic comes along, and it threatens the heck out of them, because, first of all, it reminds them that, um, you know, they don't have their own opinion, they have to call their minister and say, Okay, what do we believe about this? Um, Mm -hmm. And I think it's just really unfortunate that because when I start talking to some of these people, I'll say to them, "Well, have you read Corinthians in the Bible?" Well, um, and they start to stutter. They get really nervous. Uh, well, um, well, I, well, um, maybe you know, it's it's like, okay, so you really haven't read the New Testament, and a lot of people are quoting the Old Testament to me, and um, hmm. so I just tell people, you know what, you need to really read the New Testament. You need to read Corinthians. You need to read Acts. And because if that's what you're judging all of this on, is what the Bible says, then you need to continue reading because there's a lot of really positive information in the Bible about the gift of prophecy, the gift of healing, um, you know, of all the gifts of the Spirit. So. I think it's, you know, they were raised to be skeptical, their religion teaches them to be skeptical, their religion teaches them to be stuck. And, uh, and, and they do stay stuck right in that same place, always mm-hmm. saying, uh, no, there are no other possibilities other than what my religion teaches me. And, you know, to me, Shar, that just keeps God really small. And I think that's unfortunate. Mm-hmm.
2: You know you're so right, and it's just a coincidence that you'd even bring that up that we're i I do a Bible study every Sunday morning, and we just made it through the gifts uh you know first Corinthians uh and through thirteen fourteen fifteen you know it talks about the gifts and everything, and yeah. the gift, uh, the the biggest gift of it all besides love of course, is yep. prophecy. I and, know. I know. And then people that aren't reading this aren't realizing that it's it's a beautiful gift that we've been given. Yeah, that, that's right. Uh, that is not okay. Cause because we there's a, there was a, you know, Paul was doing an intense conversation on what's the best gifts and everything else. And people were trying to speak in tongues and all this other stuff. He said no, because actually when you're speaking in tongues, you're just talking to one person. And that person they mm-hmm. don't know the language they're speaking in, and then you have to decipher it for all of us because we don't know. They said, right. But prophecy is for all of us within and without the church. It's for yeah. everyone. That's right. And he's saying it right there. So yep. um you're absolutely correct. So I was so happy when I was uh was reading and uh, uh researching uh, your stuff and I, I was reading that, I was just I cannot believe it because you were right on. You know, mm-hmm. and if you weren't reading it, how are you gonna know? Yeah, that's right. That's right.
3: That's right. Yeah, because, you know, I mean, I don't know about you, but when I was raised, I was raised Presbyterian, and then my parents joined the Baptist Church, and, you know, we never had a sermon on uh, the gifts of the Spirit that I can recall. Maybe we did, but I don't remember anybody ever saying in church that, you know, the gifts of the Spirit were good or bad. I mean, I really don't remember it ever being discussed, but it's in there, and it says that, you know, know what to if give. you
2: read it, if you you just have to read it and have to, I think everybody uh, who is really interested in this topic, of course, to sit down and just read it for yourself or or join a Bible study, you know, because yes. it's a beautiful thing, especially because I have read the Bible before, but now that I'm older, I see it as, as a more life affirming uh, uh, thing that actually clarifies a lot of things and it keeps you going. You know, because mm-hmm. the spiritual life will keep you even when the physical is letting you down. Yeah, yeah, that's oh. right. Yep, that's right. So, okay, yeah. let's talk about your uh, your uh, your childhood and you growing up. And you have a uh, interesting story about you and your family at the the table. Uh, yeah. And you guys all saw something. Do you want to talk about this story then? Before you... yeah, honey, I can
3: You're talk not about hard that. At all. Gosh, this was way back in 1965, and I was 17 years old, a senior in high school, and, you know, let me just say that that up until that point, we hadn't really thought about psychics, or, you know, my grandma, my mom's mom, used to talk about going down to the riverbanks to see the gypsies. Uh, But that's all, you know, and we didn't, I don't know if my mom ever questioned her about it, but I don't ever remember having any kind of conversations about, you know, well, what did the gypsies do or why did you go there? Uh, And we really never talked about uh, new age kind of things, uh, the occult, as it was called back then. And so, you know, uh, kind of a normal dysfunctional family like everybody else. And um, this one particular evening, one of my brothers, who was in the beginning stages of learning how to play the drums, he went down to his down to the den where his drum set was after dinner. Now the rest of us, my my other brother, my sister, my mom, my dad, we're all still sitting at the dinner table just talking about our day. Okay. And my brothers downstairs clanking away, you know, because he didn't sound real good at that time and all of a sudden there was this really nice drumming music that came from the den, and we all just stopped talking and looked at our dad and dad said well I don't know it must be the record I bought him and so we all just sat there listening to this music now I have to say it didn't go that long you know it was maybe I don't know, sweetie, maybe 20 seconds at the most. But at that point, that was a long time. And so we're listening to this music and all of a sudden my brother comes flying up the stairs and said, did you hear it? Did you hear it? Did you hear it? And we said, yeah, what was it? And he said that a white figure floated through the door across the room over to him, put its hands on top of my brother's hands and played that music and my brother said he tried to drop his sticks he had his eyes closed and he could still see the guy and he was very upset and he said then he said when the guy finished playing then he just floated across the room and out the door so we're all standing there going what i mean what And, but he was so upset that it was obvious he wasn't making this up. And the music had been so nice that it was obvious it wasn't him. And so we all just, I mean, we didn't know. It was just so shocking. It was so not in our world of thinking or being or anything. And um, my mom was in a prayer group at the time and, one of the women in the prayer group had mentioned to her that she had been to a psychic from St. Paul. And uh, my mom called the lady and said, could you give us the name of that psychic that you went to? She said, we just had a really weird thing happen here. And the lady gave her the name, and my mom called her. The psychic's name was Mrs. Olson. And that was back when, remember when Folgers had... Yeah, yeah, okay, so, you know, we all thought, oh, this you know, and uh, so mom called Mrs. Olson, and Mrs. Olson answered the phone. We're all standing there around our mom and listening to this, and she says, uh, Hi, my name is Mae Bodine. She says, uh, We just had a very unusual experience in my family. And Mrs. Olson says, Yes, Mrs. Bodine, I've been expecting your phone call. She says, your son just met his guardian angel, Dr. Fitzgerald. And she said when he was living on earth in one of his lifetimes, he was a drummer and he's going to teach your son how to play the drums. And he's going to teach your son many other things. And she said, this happened for an important reason. I need to see you and your oldest daughter for a reading. And so mom you know, it was like, okay, Uh, she said, you know, let me get back to you on that and hung up the phone and told us kids what the psychic said. And Shar, that did not bring peace of mind to any of us to know that our brother had a guardian angel named Dr. Fitzgerald who played the (laughs) drums and was going to work with him. And that night I started sleeping with my lights on because I was so afraid that my guardian angel would show up, you know, and and do something, say something to me. Oh, my God, girl, I turned into a nervous wreck. And so any little thing after that that happened, any little flicker of a light or any little weird thing, I'd go, oh, 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 you know, I oh, jeez, I was a wreck. Anyway, so mom called the psychic back uh, a couple days later and said, okay, you know, I'd like to make an appointment for my daughter and I. And we went and saw her and um, she told my mom that she was going to be a well known psychic, and that uh three of her four children would be well known psychics and um oh gosh, she said that we uh we would a teacher would come along. And teach us. And so we didn't have to figure this out for ourselves. And then I went in, not knowing what she had said to my mom, and she told me that I was born with all four of the psychic abilities, and with the gift of healing. She said that I would be a well-known psychic someday. And um, she said that I would write many books and be on radio and TV and that I would travel throughout the world teaching people how to develop their psychic abilities. And Shar, I looked at this woman, I said, okay, first of all, I said two things. I don't have any of this stuff. And I don't want any of this stuff. And I said to her, I just want to have a nice normal life. I said I'm going to go to college, I want to have children, I want to get married, I want to have children. She said, "You can have a normal life in your next life. But in this lifetime, this is what you are meant to do." And wow. she says your father's at home with a migraine headache, which he was. And what was so weird about that char was that my dad had a very strong work ethic. My dad never came home from work sick. That day, he came home from work sick. And um, he was laying in bed when, with a migraine when we left to go see the psychic. And she said to me, there's two things I need to teach you about or tell you about the gift of healing. She said, one, uh, it's God that heals people. You're simply the channel. And two, Always use white hankies underneath your hands when you're channeling healing. So she says to me, go home, ask your father if you can put some hankies on his head, and put your hands on his head and ask God to work through you. And she said, you'll see what I mean. Okay. So she said... um, She also said that my brother Michael would be very well known and that he would write a book and that my sister Nikki would not come into her gifts, her healing gifts and her psychic gifts, until she was in her mid-40s, which is exactly how it's all happened. And um, so the whole way home, we kept saying, why us? Why why do we have to do this stuff? And Mm -hmm. because we... Oh, man, it just seems so foreign to us. And uh, and yet, what? Ha- oh, okay, so when I got home, I said to my dad, I told dad what she said, and I said, can I use some of your hankies, dad? Can I try this? And he said, yeah, just don't hurt my head. And I said, okay. So my hands heated up, and, sharp. it was like they started to tremble. Like, I don't know, it was like something I couldn't really even, I couldn't understand it, first of all, but I couldn't describe it like, what is this? And um, and it, it just lasted maybe mm, two minutes, and uh, my hands cooled off all by themselves. And I, I, my dad said, well, I'll be darned if my headache isn't gone. And I was just like, oh, my God, what do you mean it's gone? And I went to bed that night. You'll get a kick out of this. I went to bed that night. And I laid there trying to figure everything out. And I'm thinking, okay, uh, there was Jesus Christ, and there was Oral Roberts, and now there's me. And so I need to travel the world. I need to quit high school. I need to get robes. I need to travel and, and heal all the sick people. For some reason, I thought I should go to India. I don't know why. Um, and I, I just laid there trying to figure out how in the world was I going to become some world-famous psychic and healer, and I didn't have a clue when any of it was. And um, it was about two weeks later, oh, gosh, in the meantime, oh, my gosh, girl, we had had one occult bookstore here in the Twin Cities, and Mom and I went down there. Oh, it was just in the scary part of town. It was just such a... Oh Okay, such a weird experience. We went down there, you know, we bought a Ouija board, of course, we bought all these books that we had no idea what they even were. And, um, and it was about two weeks later that a woman called my mom and introduced herself said her name was Bertie Torgerson, and that she was told by spirit to, uh, she was given our names along, along with six other people. And Bertie, <clears throat> Said that she is supposed to, she was supposed to teach us how to develop our psychic abilities. And she said, My, uh, she gave us her address and she said, Class begins a week from Thursday and I expect to see you there. And she hung up the phone. And uh, m- mom came up and told me about it and I. I remember saying, you know, Mom, I don't want to have anything to do with this stuff because I had already been accepted at the university. I was going go to I was gonna go to college. I wanted to be a social worker. I had plans for myself, and so I just thought all this psychic stuff is just too weird for me. And uh, But we did end up going, and uh, we ended up studying with her for quite a while, and we did once. I understood what psychic abilities were. Then it was like, "Oh, oh, I see. Oh, is that what that is?" And that's why that happens and and then I did realize, "Yes, I do have these gifts." And that was like I said back in 1965 and uh I was 17 years old. So as of next month, I will have been in this field
2: for 50 years. Isn't that amazing? amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. You know yeah. but, you know Carl Young said some of our best work actually isn't done till after we're fifty, so you know you're just beginning you're just like it's like a a beautiful new life I was discussing this with uh, other ladies that are within our five years of our age range and mm-hmm. uh, we just mm-hmm. we realized that we were on a whole nother big new life on top of the other one so uh we yeah. want to encourage everybody to keep going because this this stuff is endless and it even goes on after after this certain life is over. So uh, there's a lot of uh, nihilism and end of the world kind of thing going on. uh, And I really want to tell everybody, you know, this keeps going on and on. So enjoy your life, even your later years, just keep developing and keep blooming. Yep. I agree.
3: You know, why is there, why do you think there's so much stuff right now about the end of times? Why, Why are people just freaking out about, um, Oh, gosh, I was on a radio show about a month ago, and there was a, this minister that came on, and um, he said that the world is coming to an end October 8th. And mm-hmm. he also said that God closed the door to heaven um, six months ago. Wow. And that... Um, uh, I
2: just have to laugh. Like, that's a pretty bold statement.
3: <laughs> can you believe it? Yeah. And this is the stuff he preaches wow. in his... Yeah. And that, um, you know, no one will know until October 8th, if God's going to open up the door and let them go in.
2: Yeah. Well, that's, you know, the fear factor. And I think what people do is to control others and maybe they feel powerless. So they have to exert this control over others through fear. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but it makes me laugh at this point, because how many times since we were born has the end of the earth come and gone? Yeah, you know? I know. Including <laughs> yeah. 2000, including yep. September something, and then another one, and then somebody said yep. now September 28th, and I'm just like, no, it's not. You know, oh my God, just... You heard,
3: I just heard that last night.
2: Yeah, I know, there's a new date, we got a new date, so the, the day is, is not near or not nil or whatever they want to call it, but anyway... It's all a bunch of baloney, and, uh, uh, you know, I had a, a somebody that scared me since I was 15, okay? She was my first mother-in-law, and she always called me a witch because I had these abilities, and I wasn't sure. what I, I didn't know why she was so hard on me, but she was Baptist, really. I think she was Baptist. Oh, okay. Sort of a Christian science kind of mixed in there with maybe Mormon, kind of three kind of thing. Anyway, she made a uh-huh. little mishmash. So she's always telling me it's the end of the world, it's the end of the world. And it was in 75 and it was 78. And then finally, I got sick of it. And I said, old woman, why does the world have to end just to make you happy? Oh, goodness. And one. That, that, that old lady started crying. She was laughing and she started crying. I went, y- you know, your number is up soon enough. Yeah. You know, all of us have a certain time on this earth and that's over. You know, it's the end of the world for us. Each one yeah. of us is going to pass in our, own, in our own time. could be tomorrow. could be another 20 years. That's you right. know, we, we might not even be around when it's over. When it's over, it's in God's time, not ours. Right. That's right. You know? I agree. So you can't force it on people. And, and this doomsday stuff is causing fear. If it's a good health, I have a good, healthy respect for, for it. I don't mm-hmm. fear it. I respect if this, if this does happen in our lifetime. But there's mm-hmm. certain requirements before that happens. You know, yeah. and I have a, a book that I read that tells me what the requirements are, and that hasn't happened yet. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Of course, there's going to be signs and, and miracles and everything else. But one of the things is that your, your daughter's will prophecy. Things will be happening. But all mm-hmm. these things that I haven't set into place yet, and I don't know why people are just pulling this out of their hat and uh, torturing people with it. Yeah, you know, but, this, but even scientists are doing it. It's just not the religious people. Oh, so they are too? The are people. You know, see, I so whether it's, seen. you know, this tidal wave was going to sink California. I've been waiting for that for I don't know how long, not You know, know, the earthquake and then Arizona's beach home property, you know, and all. that. anyway, I don't see any of it happen. But I have also seen that, yes, there's going to be a world of disasters. There always has been and there always will be. Yep. You know, That's, it's, it's a lot to do with nature. Yep. Yep. I agree. Maybe some of it's payback. I don't know. It could uh, be. I agree. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> but it's too
3: bad. So, it's too bad that all these people are hearing all this negativity. I, you know, something else I heard yesterday, and hmm. I want to check if you heard this. Okay. S- 2, 2.6 billion souls are... Uh what's the what's the word? Um oh come on. Echo. Ascending. Uh on I think it's September twenty eighth. Yeah. And then the world comes to an end. Is that is that sound right? Yeah.
2: I haven't I heard. read that I hadn't read that in the Bible anywhere. Um, not that I'm a Bible scholar or a Bible reader, but um the it's I haven't heard something like that. What I've read is that there will be, you know, the two witnesses, there will be a trumpet, there will be uh, one person that will run the whole world. That has not happened yet. No, it hasn't. You know what I mean? There will be world peace. When's the last time we had peace? Oh my God. Never, never. Never. I don't think we've ever had peace, sorry to say. You know, it's, uh, it's not like that, but there will be a false peace, you know, and then we better start worrying, you know, which is really sad to say, but it's not my rules. You know no, I'm not the one who set this up I'm a servant, I'm not the one who made up the rules so that's right that's right you now, so we have to yeah, so we have to comply, and then while we're here, we do what, what you do is help people you know help people understand what is it like on the other side what happens to you when you die uh, you know yeah what if when when you first discover your gifts and you're terrified or yeah. people reject you, but I think part of the path of I consider myself a Christian mystic. So that's what I would say I was more than anything I've ever read about anything, that would be what I would be. It's not a path of, of easiness, it's a hard path. You know, it's, it's a, a hard path, path. Of suffering. It is. Yep, it is, it is.
3: So many young people say, oh, you're so lucky, you're psychic, you know everything. Isn't that just funny? It's like, no, I sure don't know everything, but they have this idea, some of them do. That we that we are privy to everything, and like I tell people, you know we're we're privy to whatever level we're at. I mean, we can keep learning more and more and more and more, but we have to grow we have to we can't just stay stuck and then say we know how everything goes. Do you know what I'm trying to say?
2: Well yes, that the, the t- okay, to me, the touchstone of growth you know is pain. Yeah. You know, and it means the pain is maybe knowledge of yourself and others. Yep. You know, maybe we start analyzing our true motives or we see others' motives or we see things as they are. It's quite yeah. painful, you know, mm-hmm. to, to learn and develop. But on the other hand, you get ecstasy and you have the highest forms of love and you get to be in that bliss once in a while, which makes it all worth it, really. Uh-huh. Yes, that's right. So, you uh, know, we're. What do you, do you want to talk about when. Because uh, uh, you have uh, been near people when they're getting ready to pass on and everything. And um, mm-hmm. have you uh, experienced or seen experience the near death experience? And uh, what do you have to share about that?
3: You know, I have been fortunate to be with people when they are in their dying process. And, um, I've really learned the souls have taught me a lot about life on the other side and, um, just what different souls go through as they're crossing over. I mean, I've been really lucky to see lots of really cool things and, um, Oh, gosh, girl, what can I tell you? I, you know, I didn't have a near death experience. But I had an out of body experience where yeah. um, where I got to actually go, I was conscious, completely conscious, and I got to go to the other side. And I, you know, I know, it's hard for people to understand if they don't understand about astral projection. But um, it's soul travel, and I, it was in the middle of the day, and my brother was with me he he sat here in the living room and and held my hand while and kind of grounded my body while my soul went out, and I got to go to the other side and this happened because I had it was uh, my brother and I had gone on a ghost busting job on a Saturday night, and that night you know we sent the ghost on to the other side and um the next morning, it was Sunday morning, it was Palm Sunday, and I was out of my garden. I didn't feel like going to church that day. And so I was out of my garden, and I just, I said to God out loud, you know, I would really like to know more about the other side so that I can tell these ghosts what they can look forward to, what it's like over there. And, you know, I said, I've seen bits and pieces in readings. And I said, but I'd really like some really good information, and um, oh my
2: God, I can't believe somebody is. Go well, ahead, yeah, that's okay. Hold Don't on, <laughs> it's real life, and we're live. And and while she's doing that, I want to people know that are awaiting you.
3: Okay, I'm back. Um, anyway, uh, I got to. I got to actually go um, over there. Okay. Oh God, that's adorable. Have a seat. Hold on, sweetie. Okay. Have okay. A seat. I'll be with you. Okay, honey. Sorry.
2: Um, anyway, are you there? Still there. Yes.
3: There you are. Now, okay. is this
2: the time where you uh, were on this uh, sacred journey when your soul left your body?
3: Yeah, no, sweetie. It was just amazing. It was so cool and. Oh. Um, and I, I, you know, Char, I, at first I didn't really even understand what was going on, but it was, it was like, um, there was, okay. I, my physical body, I could see a woman of a a female spirit in front of me. And, and, um, oh my God. And she kept saying, all I could see was the back of her head. And she kept saying to me, come on, let's go. Come on, let's go. And I'm like, are you and and then finally um i uh when my brother came and he said okay sis now what that that was spooky too because nobody had known about that prayer that i had said to god and um my brother walks in the house he says sis um you ask god if you could have more information about the other side And he said, and you're going to be allowed to go? And he said, so I'm going to sit here and ground your body? And um, I I, I was just like, what? And, and, uh, And then right then, Char, this spirit who was standing right in front of me, who kept saying, come on, let's go, she turned around and looked at me. It was my soul. And she looked right at me. And as soon as she said, let's go, we just... my soul was just out. And I was um, I went into the tunnel. I saw the tunnel, it was just amazing. Um, uh, It was like it looked like it reminded me of the airport when in the old days when we used to be able to go down by the gate and stand and people stand with flowers or balloons or something and greet their loved ones when they got off the plane. That's what it was like was um, Oh, my God, girl, there were so many people in the tunnel just standing there with flowers, deceased people waiting for their loved ones who were crossing over that day. And uh, oh God, and then I started to come up to the white light. And I thought, Oh, my God, I'm going to go blind and it because it was so bright. And poof, you just go right through it. And there, there's like, it looked it looks very similar to Earth. I mean, it was beautiful. I saw kids playing basketball. I saw guys golfing. Um, I was like, "Oh my god!" And okay, there was my grandma standing there, who I hadn't seen since I was 14, and she's standing there with a lady. And the lady says, or my grandma says, "This is my granddaughter Echo," and I, and the lady says, "Oh, you didn't tell me she was dying today," and my grandma says. Oh, no, she's not dying, dear. She's just visiting. And right then, this spirit comes up to me an angel. And she says, uh, you don't have much time. Come on, I'm going to show you as much as I can. And we just start floating. And so I'm following this angel, we're floating together. She takes me to this hospital. And um, she shows me different different places in the hospital, like she said, the whole second floor was dedicated to um, uh, suicide victims. It's like, what? And oh, I could boy. see, sure I could see inside the hospital, I could see inside the second floor, honey, there were there were bed, 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 bed. And on every bed, there was a caregiver assigned. And they were just waiting for these souls that had committed suicide to be brought to the hospital. And then they would be there to help that soul understand what they had done and that they had completed it. Because a lot of souls who, you know, they'll they'll try it thinking, oh, you know, it's not going to really happen. And a lot of them are just shocked when they wake up on the other side and realize, holy smokes, I really did it. And so they get a lot of comfort, a lot of help, a lot of nurturing. Uh, She showed me the eighth floor, where there were uh, there's all these people, all these souls, who had physical problems, when uh, they were living like, like amputees, okay. And so they're showing people how that their soul is whole and complete, and that they're no longer missing that leg, or, you know, they're working with souls who were in physically handicapped bodies, helping them to see themselves in a different way. And girl, I'm telling you, she was like, come on, we need to keep moving. And we went, we, oh my gosh, we went to so many interesting places. There was one place, it was like this huge, huge, beautiful um, building with big marble pillars And there were windows and doors, but there weren't any windows or doors in them. And there were angels going in and out of the building. And I just looked over at her and she said, this is where the angels live that uh, work with people on earth. And, you know, and then she just, we go over to another place and another place. And, um, you know, I write about it extensively in uh, Echoes of the Soul and then in... um, the book, uh, What Happens When We Die, I wrote about just the whole experience. But I'll tell you, the one part of the experience that was amazing and tough at the same time was, she took me to a city. And in the middle of the city was this man, and he had a beard, and he had shoulder length hair. And he was so striking that you just, you know, it his essence kind of takes your breath away. And he's standing down in the middle of the city. And there's people all over sitting on hills and uh, sitting down by him and Oh, just all over and they're listening to him. And I'm I had a thought, gosh, that looks just like Jesus. And the angel looks at me, and she says, that is Jesus. And I had the thought, I wonder if I could get closer. And she sent me back a thought and said, Yes, you can. And just that fast, I was standing, I'd say about five feet away from him. And I just stood there. And then I looked around at the people, some of them were laughing, some of them were crying. It's like, everybody was interpreting what he was saying, from their own perspective, it was fascinating to watch just the crowd of people. And I had the thought that okay I'm home I am not going back to my body this is this is truly heaven and because the energy there was so exhilarating it so oh God I can't even tell you girl it was amazing and um, and then uh, the angel said to me echo you weren't allowed to come here for your just your benefit you you were allowed to come here so that you could go back and tell others what it's like here and reassure people that yes they do go to some place and that there is a heaven and so she took me to like three or four other places and then i my brother said sis you have to come back this is really hard on your body and um Over to the left, I saw a stairway, and um, I was really curious. And I, I said to the angel, where does that go? And she said, the higher levels of heaven, but you aren't ready to go there yet. Okay, and then right then, boom, I was back in my body. And what happened, though, was for the next three days, I was really depressed because I was back here. And I didn't want to be here. I wanted to go to the other side. And I said to God, Okay, I really appreciate the fact that you let me go there. But please don't let me go back unless I get to stay. It was just, it was amazing. And really kind of heartbreaking to have to come back. But I knew I wasn't finished. And I knew I had to come back.
2: Plus, you get over it. <laughs> you get used because I've had a, light, a couple of life experiences and regret deeply coming back. But mm-hmm. I got used to it again.
0: And yeah.
2: Back, okay, yeah. so you're really on the other side when you go to heaven, you're free. You're free yeah. in, in so many ways. Uh, everything is direct. Everything is open and beautiful. And then to me, it was gardens and uh, just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. beautiful. And... Uh, but coming back is like coming back to through a keyhole and you, then you're stuck in again in a body, you know, that it has pain. Yeah. You know, and it's uh, it's kind of miserable, but then you get used to it again, you know. Just like when yep. you, once you get used to walking from your arthritis and you start going, it's okay, i better again and go walk, but um right. yeah. you know, we have people that have been waiting online for a long time. Do you wanna take a question from one of our listeners? Sure. Sure. Okay. Uh, area code five one two. You're you're live with the paranormal of sacred. Can I have your first name, please? And thank you for yeah. Waiting. My name's
1: Dave. My name's Dave.
2: Dave. Hi, Dave.
1: Dave. Hi. How are Hi, you, ladies?
2: Really good. Hi. What's well, I'm just lost in your. Her?
1: I'm lost in your conversation. I I really uh having i I'm one of those people who had a thousand readings, and I don't uh, none of it's really happened. So I. I uh. Hmm. I thought this show might be about readings initially, but I was so interested for the last hour, I've just listened.
2: Oh, that's yeah, nice. Thank you so much. You know, thank you, Dave, because, um, uh, yeah, so she's she's doing greetings through www.echobodine.com. There's a lot of information over there, and she does classes and stuff. Maybe taking classes would be better than just going around getting a different opinion from each reader. You know what I mean? Because it sounds yeah. like you're a seeker to me, and if you're seeking, you will find. And uh, you want some answers, you'll find them. You know, but you may need to study your on your own. Like study what there is to learn about the these psychic yeah. gifts and things like that. Yeah, yeah. I
3: got Dave, you, Dave. When you go is to the it? psych, when would when you go to the psychics, what are you? What is it that you're seeking?
1: Well, I haven't, I've gone to shaman, psychics, the whole, the whole boat, but to be honest with you, yeah, uh, half of the money I spent or three quarters, I ended up mentoring the shaman, it seemed to oh. me.
2: Oh, geez. Okay. Well, that's well, when why you win. you should take classes, Dave. Yeah. That's why I <laughs> said it, because I think, Dave, you should take classes, because I think you're a seeker, but. You're a shaman trying to find a place and where you fit, and you might be a leader in all this rather than a follower. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well,
1: I definitely am a leader, but it's an iso- I'm in an isolated... You know, I've been a, a, a wild and crazy professional musician since I was a child. Okay. And uh, I quit doing that about 10 years ago because I have a little daughter. Mm-hmm. So uh, I just uh, left one life and... Uh, have kind of been waiting for something to, to open up, but actually it has opened up because I've had the ability to have a place for my, me and my daughter to live mm-hmm. the last 10 years, which mm-hmm. for a musician, yeah. you know, I don't know if you know any musicians, but to switch gears can be very much a challenge. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: So I, I don't know. I really don't have anything to say. I appreciate you listening, but I just, uh, uh, you know, I've just had a crazy life. I don't know my nationality. I've, I got a birth certificate late in life, and the mother's name on there was the uh, Queen of Hawaii, which I don't think was really the truth. And it's just there's, there's been a lot of trickery going Dave, on in gotta my world. You got to
2: contact me, Dave, you got to <laughs> contact me on Facebook, uh, Charlene Simpson McCain. And contact oh, me over there and friend me because I got to hear more of the story. And uh, no kidding. And I have a I have a couple hints for you. Anyway, through ancestry.com, I know they're running like a special right now. I would get your DNA done, and you even if you only ha- if it digs up even one cousin, you got a link right there. It'll tell you your nationality, but it will also link you up with even a cousin or a relative, and then that would open the whole thing. Yeah, that's And that's great.
1: that done through the blood work.
2: Yeah. DNA. Yeah. Yeah, dot
1: <laughs> Yeah, I I've, I've done the I've done the names. I really couldn't find out anything.
2: Anyway, I'm one I'm in my
1: names. car driving.
2: Okay, I One can of you it.
1: ladies have my One of you ladies on, have my number?
2: Okay. Yeah, I see it.
1: On the board.
2: Go ahead and keep yeah, that. Yeah, I see it. Okay, okay, I will. All right. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, Very cool. I'll listen. Drive careful. Thank you so much. God bless. Thanks. Okay, bye bye. <laughs> I don't know. I like Dave. That was fun. So what's your feeling about Dave? I just Um, think he's a a shaman looking for... He doesn't realize he's a leader. And he's like a a spiritual warrior. And I don't know if he's going to step into his warrior role. I don't know. Very interesting. Yeah, you know what? Gosh, girl,
3: when I'm doing these interviews, I do not open up psychically. But he just feels like like such a sweet man. Oh, my goodness. It's like I I just want (laughs) to...
2: I want to do something for him, but I don't know what to do. So yeah, really, really sweet, really sweet man. Great guy, great guy. Yeah, we have yeah. uh we have another uh, caller. code three one two. Do you want to take it? Sure. Okay. Hi, you're live with the Paranormal Mystique. Can I have your first name, please? Sure. My
0: name's Karen. I'm calling from Chicago. Hi, Karen. Hi, hey, Karen. Hi, how's Chicago um, tonight? Um pretty good. It's uh kind of cooling off over here. It's not as hot as it has
3: been.
2: Yeah. Oh, good, good. Okay. Nice. Uh do you have a uh, question for her not a not a reading cuz she's you can most, but you can ask questions all you want, but she's not doing readings tonight.
0: Oh, okay. Um uh and and in I well maybe um just um you mentioned grounding, you know, how to get focus. I, I kind of lost my focus um just um in hmm. general. Oh. And I'm just wondering, what are um, some things, I've been uh, going on YouTube, you know, and looking at the meditations, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for like heart meditations and focus and positive thinking. But I'm wondering if you have any other ideas that um, can really bring some, you know, clarity or, posit- you know, just, uh, you know, I guess probably more focus, mm-hmm. any exercises or any advice.
3: Oh, man. Oh, gosh. that That is... Uh...
2: Oh, I wish I was. Well, you know, Karen? Uh Karen, do you have are you near nature at all? Yes, you know. Yes. Work, yeah, so I work in like an uh-huh.
0: atrium, like a uh, it's like where they have a lot of trees and um Yeah, that's indoor, that's like, uh forest. I
2: know. That's why I was going to say I think that 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 uh that I to me I saw nature and that that's where you belong and that's really a good grounding place. I'm not saying to hug a tree, but I kind of am.
0: You know I mean? Yeah, I get, you
2: know, um, sure. I agree
0: streams with, there, rivers, and, well, not rivers, but like fake
3: times and stuff, yeah. But, okay, one one of the things when uh, you first asked was, I saw that too, that you need to be really, not just walk through a park and go, oh, that was nice to go walk through the park. But it's like somehow, honey, you have to be involved with the earth. You have to, like, you have to be planting plants and it, 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 even if... Even if you live in an apartment, it's like plant, plant, make, make nature a big focus for yourself right now. Especially as we're coming into September, that's what I'm seeing is that um, September seems to be a significant month for you as far as change and as far as seeing things more clearly. But it feels like there's a block right now, and so if you could, I keep seeing your hands squishing in the dirt. If you could just do that smell nature make every part of your body feel the nature squish the mud in your toes and smell with your nose and see with your eyes and touch with your hands Um, if you could like become one with nature as much as possible throughout the month of september then it's like things will shift for you and you're not going to feel like you're out in left field and you don't really know where you're going. But this, it feels like it's a very significant time for you right now, which is why it's imperative that you are as grounded as possible, just as grounded as possible. Oh, my God. I'd love to see you just go crawl in a pot of dirt and stay there for the whole month of September. It would just be the best thing for you ever. But of course, who can do that? So, um, just do as much as you can around plants, flowers, walking in the grass, feeling it in your toes. Um, the the dirt and the ground are what you need right now. And somebody just said to tell you not to get discouraged with the way that you're feeling. Part of it is just the energy out there right now. Okay.
2: Okay. Mm. Okay. That's yeah. true. Yeah. That's true. Gosh, thanks for calling, in, Karen. And and do go to her website, www.echobodine.com. Com. And you, she's got a lot of information on there. Uh, you do a podcast and stuff like that, don't you? Oh, gosh, girls.
3: Yes. put oh, all kinds Karen. of
2: information on there.
3: Okay.
2: Karen. Yes. Karen. You
3: mean Karen Daphne? Yes.
0: I don't, I, no, I said. No, I said I I I'll listen to it.
3: Okay, sweetie. I don't. You know what, honey? There's i bu- I've got a bunch of stuff on YouTube, and um, yeah, whatever you can find on the uh, on the website should be helpful. There's lots of meditation CDs too. Um, but the main thing I want to see you it it's just connect with the earth, and you're going to be fine. If you don't okay. connect, if you don't connect with the earth, honey, you're just going to keep feeling like you're tied to a balloon, and it just keeps on kind of thrashing you around up there in the air. So um you can do it i it, yeah you're you're actually you know what there's a lot of really good energy around you so um uh, i wouldn't be too worried if i were you okay but okay tie yourself to okay. a big bit of dirt okay
0: okay sounds good thank you so much
3: okay honey thank you
2: karen thank you calling <laughs> and then of course well, the dog has to throw in their two cents so <laughs> that's right that's right how cute so uh anyway, it's uh you know, there was another thing that uh I was reading uh in your book, uh the gift to understand and develop the psychic abilities that everybody comes uh, up against uh you know, people that that want to scare you off and uh put you down in rejection and stuff like that. And yeah. uh you had you had meant, you know, uh because sometimes uh because even though I'm a Christian, sometimes I'm not welcomed by certain uh, Chris, Christian communities. Even yeah. for even for my religion, which I don't understand, I don't know. I'm Greek Orthodox, so I, I don't know how much more Christian you can get. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't yeah. know, but it sure doesn't make some people happy, I guess because of the icons or crosses. I don't know. But, yeah. uh, you know, and um, I, I consider it a blessing to even have that kind of legacy. You know, mm-hmm. and I was also even baptized by what was then the Greek Pope. And mm-hmm. uh, just a, a beautiful lineage that I really have to thank my parents for uh, mm-hmm. giving me that at birth, because I think that's what's kept me, you know, straight and focused all these years, no matter what happened. And believe me, you know, when you live so long, so many things happen, you know, yeah. at times you feel like you lived five lives over again, you know, and right. uh, it's interesting, but... Um, you were uh, For you to explain your gifts, uh, uh, have, at this point in your life, do you find there's less uh, negative people in your way and more people that are supportive? Yeah. That, I, well, of course, more people seeking you out.
3: Yeah. Mo- yeah. I, I, I've i got a lot of support in my life, which is really, really nice. Yeah. Very nice.
2: Yeah. Good. hmm And uh, anyway, do, How do you I- want to discuss... Yes, you know ma'am. what, honey,
3: how long does the show go? Because I thought well, it was... Well, it's a an...
2: two... Yeah, it's a two-hour show, but uh, if you uh, didn't have plans for the full two hours, that's okay, too.
3: Okay, yeah, I thought it was over at a, at a, after an hour. I'm so sorry.
2: Okay, I... that's okay. Okay, so, I guess uh, my living room waiting don't... for me. Okay, yeah, because I, tra- I was thinking, okay, somebody came in. So, uh, anyway, yeah. so... Let, tell us uh, where to contact you for more information, and uh, uh, you have so many classes coming up, especially there's something coming up in September. Why don't you tell us about that?
3: Well, I've got um, an in-person in Minneapolis. I've got an in-person psychic development starting class starting September 22nd, and I've also got an online psychic development starting, I think it's in uh, September also. I can't remember the date, so... Um, but they can, people can go to my website, which is echobodine.com, and that should give them all the information that they need to know. They can click on the calendar and get uh, links. You know, there's links to different things that are happening.
2: Yes. Uh, thank you so much for being on tonight. And uh, just you're welcome on any time. And just go to her website and get all the information. It's, it's bright with... Uh, All kinds of positive messages, and and you can get her books from Amazon, like right now, and you also have it on Kindle. So I want to thank you so much for being on, and God bless you, and keep strong and keep going forward, miss. Thank honey, yeah, you too, girlfriend. I will, I will love you, Echo. Take care. Okay, bye bye. Bye bye. Okay, bye bye. I want to thank Echo for being on tonight, and uh, now. Uh, The call-in number tonight is 619-924-9744, and you may call in with your extraordinary experiences. We could do that tonight, and I'll give people a chance to get a grip and call in, and um, Deco had to go. and uh, So you're welcome to ask me questions. I have had life-after-death experiences and all kinds of actually very strange experiences, so... uh, you I remember when it first happened when things like this started first happening to me uh i was uh i'm in actually I'm in recovery, and so we're talking uh, gosh, this is a long time ago so we're talking about eighty one um I had a an extraordinary experience um it was a life after death experience, and what had happened was um well, okay, I had that one before this 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 one I'll tell you about was a one that happened when i was awake so um, i was only in my first year of recovery and uh, i had been having like a ego ego problem meaning i was trying to find out who i was and everything else and uh, i actually started asking myself and other people questions that were so deep that um you know i had uh, suffered this really strange emotional breakdown. It was only lasted about five minutes, but it was. I was actually like seeing myself uh, for the first time without any, um, I don't know, without any, anything covering up who I was. I could see myself plainly, and I was very upset at what I was seeing inside and the things that I had done and everything else. So at that point, I had reached out to God and. I got this uh, amazing um, spiritual experience. And I remember when it happened, I was caught up in this rapture and that I realized that, you know, with full knowledge and not just thought, but with knowledge in my heart that God really did love me. And that um, I, we all are noticed individually on this planet by our higher power and we're much loved just for who we are. And uh, we're forgiven And all kinds of stuff like that. It's just like there's so much. There's actually, uh, I had to actually make up a language, you know, like English to uh, say what it was. Because I could barely say how I felt, you know, uh, where there's not enough words or there's no words to explain this spiritual experience. Anyway, after that, I started seeking. I started asking people um, what... Uh, w- did they ever have experience like that? Because uh, I was only like one year in recovery, and I didn't know much. And I was, and they said, "Well, the founder of that program, they had, uh, they had that experience. It's a sort of rapturous uh, thing that kind of gets you out of where you were and puts you in a new place. And it's exactly what it was. It was almost like being taken out of that rock you're on, out in the middle of the ocean by yourself, and then put safely to dry land by." actually the will of, of your higher power. And uh, it set me on a whole different path. And uh, to this day, I've uh, stuck with that path. And uh, it hasn't been easy. It hasn't been straight. I've fallen off the path so many times. It's ridiculous. So I don't want to, you know, bring all that. Up. But anyway, I'm just trying to encourage people that don't ever give up, no matter what your circumstances, uh, no matter what you are find yourself in, because, you know, there is a life after death. And like Echo was talking about, that there is other places beyond this world that's very beautiful. And just don't rush yourself there. You know, don't do anything to rush yourself there. Uh, But, um, you know, there's a place waiting for us. And, uh, you know, even recently, I I just had a couple months ago another experience similar. And it's just telling me that uh, just keep going, keep staying on that path no matter how you feel, even if you're ill or, you know, even if things aren't right in your life, that things can change, you know. And what is What is faith about anyway? Faith is, you know, stay on it, believe, keep going no matter what. That's faith. Anyway, so I guess at this point in the program, we're just only about an hour and uh, we have about fifty minutes left. So if anybody wants to call in tonight to... share their story. It's 619-924-9744. And uh, if not, I'm just going to give you a couple little chances to call in. And if not, we'll just hang up for the night. And um, anyway, so I guess that's about it. So I want to thank you very much for tuning in. And uh, the Paranormal and the Sacred is a place where the unheard may be heard. And you know, you're welcome anytime to call in to Uh, talk to me. You can reach me on Facebook, Shalene Simpson McCain, and uh, friend me over there. And uh, if you want to be a guest on the show, you're welcome. There's uh, bookings starting to open. And I have one day left in September, and we're starting to book three weeks ahead. Uh, I have three weeks left in October. So I want to wish everybody all the best for this beautiful night. And uh, God bless you wherever you are. And take care. Bye-bye.